Coming to you live. Coming to you live is the RIP 28 podcast. The RIP 28 podcast. Welcome to y'all to the show. I'd like to introduce my cast. We're going to step up to the plate. We got Sly. Introduce yourself. What's going on, good people? How y'all living out there, man? We hope y'all enjoy it here on the RIP 28 podcast. We're going to have a good, little bit of fun tonight. All right, then we got the doctor, the doctor himself, Jay. Hey, what's good? What's good, people? Uh, ain't nothing going on over here. Just uh, getting ready, mellowing out, getting ready for the show so, so we can rap, rap to y'all about different things in life. Last but not least, we got the head of the, the head of the ship, Captain. Inez in the building once again. Hey, another week. That's a uh, time to uh, have a good time. Let's go. All right. Well, we want to throw up our, uh, our sponsors. Y'all can follow us at our follow us on our social media websites. You can follow us at Twitter. You can follow us on IG, also Facebook. We're on Spotify. And definitely check us out on YouTube. We'll be looking for more followers. You're looking for any type of support, any sponsorships. You want to throw an ad up there? You're more than welcome. And uh, any donations. If you like to see the show upgrade, we all we all here for you. So uh, today's show is gonna be a little bit different than the usual. So I'm uh I'm G Five, y'all know me as the Street Thug. Uh, I'm asking some questions today to the panel, and I'm also answering myself. Slightly on a serious tip, you know, ain't necessarily diving off the deep end, but uh, we gonna play it like this. We are gonna take a shot for some of these questions, and uh, if anybody wants to plead the fifth. Feel free to take another shot. You don't have to answer the question. So, What's your uh, chance over there? Stop starting early. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking about these shots, then uh, we're going to go ahead and go around the table right quick. Tell me what you're sipping on, fella. Yeah, I got a little uh, Kawasi. Eh? You know, I got that Buster Rhymes. Pass the Kawasi. Eh? Pass the Kawasi. Eh? Big boy bottom. All right, who up next? I'm on this 1800 right here, man. I'm, I'm gonna do a little bit of this tequila. Coconut, see, man. See how I hope y'all seen that skull at the bottom of that thing. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna, keep, I'm gonna keep it classy. I just got a little glass of red, a little Merlot uh-huh. over here. Oh, so you saying Kavasa and tequila ain't classy? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying I'm gonna keep it wide. You know, I guess why. <laughs> I ain't trying to say nothing else. We ain't classy. That's, uh, we ain't classy. That's, <laughs> that's what he's I'm saying. on that Manny Pacquiao. I'm on that Manny Pacquiao in Hennessy. And uh, that Nas Escobar. <laughs> and so, uh, so. All right. Well, I guess we're just going to go ahead and dive here first into it, like half of us do. <laughs> first question, first question, fellas, is uh, tell me. What was the, I guess, your favorite characteristic of your wife or ex-wife whenever you got married? Uh, that made you that made you want to marry. A characteristic of I know you love them, so that we all know that was number one on everybody's list. So, what was your favorite characteristic? Let's get married. Man, you out here talking talking black love, man. You out here you talk, talking that good <laughs> black love. I don't, I don't even know if I'm. I'm cr- being divorced, I might not be qualified to talk on that. <laughs> let, let, let Dre answer it first. Yeah, you are, you the you the newlywed, you the the, the new man to the game. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. I I, I answer okay. So go ahead, and take my shot. Yeah, Loosen up a little bit. Yes, sir. Uh, the characteristic of my wife, I made me want to marry her. Actually, it's kind of funny. We had a, uh, when we got to know each other, it was kind of, as we grew, we started to be able to finish each other's sentences. And that was like, you know, not necessarily like some lovebird type stuff. It's more like, you know, we both sitting around and one of us would say, let's go to the mall. I was thinking the same thing. Or we'd be talking and we'd be like, hey, well, let's go get something to eat. Or let's go get this type of food. Or let's go do whatever. Like we was always just on the same page without literally like talking about it previously or having any plans of doing something. And that was very authentic to me. Like I ain't never had that type of connection with any other female in my previous years. I, uh, 
I, I see uh, it's a little silent here, so let me go ahead and uh. Well, you you the vet you the vet to the game, Cam. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am the vet in the game. Hey, it, it been so long, it's hard to remember. But Uh-oh. I do Uh-oh. remember though. All right, so. I don't think she want to hear that. <laughs> so, all right, let me, I'll get into it. So you know, y'all know we all from South Carolina or whatever. I went to school in Memphis. She went to Memphis as well. Uh, she ran track. I played football. I remember we was in study hall. Uh, you know, when you go to college, you got to go to study hall for a certain amount of hours a day or whatever every day. And uh, man, she was in there going off on somebody, but <laughs> like it, they was having like an altercation. I, I, I was like, man, she little girl, she got a little feistiness in her. You know, she ain't scared of nothing. I was like, man, I'm gonna get that. Yeah, and I uh, I worked my way in there. Next thing you know. Been together ever since, but you know, I guess the little flexiness attracted me to her, because you know, you don't, you don't kind of want just a, somebody who's just gonna be a pushover, you know what I mean? So, gave me my talents, I guess. True. Right. I, oh, I gotta take my shot too. I, gotta take my shot. I got a uh, not similar story, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, can y'all hear me? Yeah, yeah, we hear. Yeah, we hear. Okay. Yeah, so my um, yeah, my headset kind of went off, so I just want to make sure. But um, yeah, so uh, kind of similar to Chance, you know, I was in college. Um, my wife was also in college. Then uh, like she was telling me like I got all this stuff going on, I got this test going on, I got to study and all this kind of stuff. And my birthday was coming up, so I wasn't expecting anything for my birthday. And so I rolled out, and she, you know, she got all this stuff going on. She had all this stuff decked out for me. I'm like, man, if she can manage that, just imagine how she can manage the household. I would feel comfortable with her being the 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 the, the mother of my kids because I know, you know, anything ever happened to me, she could she could she could write the ship, right? And so, uh, uh, yeah. So that that was the first time I was like, man, you know, I, I ain't never dated nobody who could 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 do that and handle and multitask like that because everybody know when you when you got a family, you got kids. And you're working, and you know, and, and still uh, taking care of each other. It's a lot of stuff that they gotta you gotta do. Um, yeah, so oh, yeah, juggling that house. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So yeah, definitely me. So yeah, but that was one of one of the characteristics I realized that hey, yeah, she can she can go the distance, and obviously she has went to distance. Uh, we've been married for eleven years, going on now, so. That's what's up. That's what's up. I don't know, man. That, that's interesting, man. I think back to myself. Oh, hold on, let me get this shot ready. But I, I think back to myself, man. When I um, when when I uh, proposed to my ex-wife, I figured out I needed to propose to my ex-wife. <laughs> uh, I think I I think it was kind of kind of a little bit what Juwan said. I, I saw her. She was a great leader. Um, me, you know, I'm, I'm an alpha male. I'm an alpha male. You know, it's usually my way or the highway. Um, you know, I usually take command of most situations. But I saw with dealing with her, I saw how well she was in a in a leadership program, a leadership, a leadership position. I saw how she took care of our house because we were living together before we got married, you know, before I proposed to her. Shame on you. Huh? Shame on you. Well, you know, I live in sin, you know. <laughs> hey, hey, did she catch the bouquet my way? Huh? Did she catch the bouquet my way? I don't know. That's a real good question, man. That, that's a real good question. I don't know if she did or not. But we got a picture. <laughs> probably I got to find the picture of Jawan wearing when Jawan threw the garter. He threw it over his shoulder and the whole dance floor parted like the Red Sea. <laughs> That's the greatest picture ever. But anyway, though, anyway, I looked and I saw I saw my wife as someone who was a I mean my ex-wife as someone, you know, who was a leader who who would take who could take care, you know, places where I came up short. Stuff that, you know, places I didn't, you know, I wasn't hundred percent. She was already there, you know, take taking over. Making sure everything was was going great and going. That's a lot of places if y'all didn't know. Uh, well, you know, yeah, there's a lot of places. <laughs> a lot of places. 
but 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 I saw her as, as as one who could keep me on my toes and keep me straight. And that's when I, I realized, yeah, I was like, yeah, I, I got to. I, I, yeah. Hey, Fly, what you saying that, bro? For sure. Everybody read that, man, because uh, <laughs> we need a lot of straightening out. <laughs> yeah, we do. We do, yeah. man. That, that, you, you, you gotta have somebody that's gonna take, gonna keep you in line because we we can we can sort it off real quick. And, and you know it's crazy. You know it's crazy, man. You say you know we need somebody because because all of us are, are alpha male types. I mean, you know, no lie. All of us try to run the situation. Are definitely being used to running the situation. But I look even me and my you know me and my ex wife we divorced. But every now and then she'll come back in and say, hey, you need to tighten up on this. You need to tighten up on that. And and you know, I, I, I cuss it out under my breath, but but I understand. <laughs> I understand she's right. You know what I'm saying? I understand, I understand she's right, and, and she do it, do it. You know, cause she's supposed to do it. So, right. All right, all right. Everybody survive round one. Everybody survive round one. All right, we're gonna introduce the question number two. Question number two. We're gonna take it to a little bit interreligion, not too deep, not too deep. It's more or less just what was your coming to God moment, such as what was the situation maybe they had you praying to God, whether it was, you know, a bad night after the club, too much alcohol, or was you in a situation, you know, that you was that you just needed some extra help, you needed God to come down and touch you and get you out of the situation. So anybody like to elaborate on that? Hey, look, hey, well, my coming to God moment was <laughs> my whole childhood. <laughs> and play. We're in church Tuesday for prayer, <laughs> Thursday for midweek service, <laughs> Sunday for regular service and Sunday school, okay. and then Sunday afternoon for afternoon service. So I had I had no choice, and so <laughs> it was a grain with me. It was a grain grained in me from the start. So <laughs> right, right. Uh, uh, but uh, no, nah, I, I wouldn't say I had. Good, I, I knew I knew about God, and you know, eventually as I grew up, I made that choice myself. Obviously, my parents can sh- show you stuff, but you know, you still got to make that choice yourself. Um, right, so, right. Um, but yeah, that, that, that's my story. I grew up in the grew up in the church, and I was always raised in the church. So. I knew the church, but you know, as you grow up, you you understand things for yourself, and you make decisions for yourself, and realize that hey, what your parent, even though it's the same religion, it's still a book, and people read that book, and people see that book totally different, which is right. why you have church different denominations. Exactly. Um, so you know, it's good to read for yourself, understand for yourself, and um, and you know, hopefully, even in my household, you know, me and my wife being on the same page about how we want to raise our kids together too. So um, far right, right. and stuff like that. So yeah, that, I grew up in it. So I, I, I didn't have a, a situation in the club or anything like that. Well, oh yeah, respect to the parents. Respect to the parents for keeping J1 straight. Repent for my sins because I don't know if I'm going to heaven or hell. No, I, 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 I'm, a little bit, I'm a little bit different. different <laughs> now, both of us, now I did grow up in the church like, you know, similar to what Juwan's talking about. You know, my daddy was the choir director. My dad, not the choir director. He was the, the lead singer on the old folk choir. My mama was the head of the, the the youth board. And, you know, we was in church about two, three times a week, you know. But uh, but I, I know one time where I prayed harder than I ever prayed in my life. Um, I don't know, you know, well, back, back in the day, um, I got a phone call. I was about 23, 24, I got a phone call from DHEC, Department of Health and whatever DHEC stands for, saying, <laughs> saying my name was on a list of somebody who had tested positive for HIV. And I had to come in and take a blood test, take an HIV test. And, and back then, like right now, when you go and take the test, you get your results, but you can get your results back in 48 hours. You know, you get right. it. You know, I take, I, you know, we do the AIDS day, we, you know, with my old job, we used to do the AIDS day test. And then you do a test for your uh, for your physical, you know, my yearly physical, we do a test then too. But but back in the day, it took seven days, I think, for the results to come in. Man, uh-huh. bro, I ain't never prayed so fucking hard in my life while I was there. <laughs> I was at every... Every uh, Bible study for that week, four hours. Boy, 
<laughs> but then, you know, the crazy thing is, you know, I get the test back, you know, it's negative test, but they don't tell you who, who it was. Yeah, who it was. <laughs> it's just you in there. Wow. Man, you talking yeah, about yeah, yeah, come you about cut the whole rust off. Yeah, <laughs> the whole rust off. I had to do a whole reset on the whole the whole rust dog. <laughs> hey, you hey. said that was one list you glad you got cut off of, right? Oh, you ain't never lie. <laughs> you ain't never lie, but I tell you, boy, that's that. I was a hey, I could yeah, that's nerve breaking right there. Much that yeah, hey, that's nerve breaking. That's funny because if you can have such horrible ways. Hey, you wouldn't, be, you wouldn't be so scared about. It. Hey man, I, I was just—I was a young man that was long, 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 long. Hey, like you said, he was being an alpha male. That was hey. a long time ago. Long hey. time ago. He got to think it was. He's like, like magic. He's like, man, <laughs> I've been, I've been, a, I've been in a lot of things. You know, what I'm saying there's good possibilities. <laughs> hey, I'm glad it worked out for you, man. We still got you here because you ain't got that magic money. Yeah. yeah, I ain't got that magic money. I would have been go. <laughs> right, you wouldn't have been gaining no weight. <laughs> Still looking good. But uh, yeah, I, I love. This is my turn. Hey, just like Juwan, you know, I was at church Sunday, Sunday night, Wednesdays. You know, we have a a, a revival or some kind of meeting, or something. It's every day of the week, sometimes, you know. So. I was always in church and uh, you know doing my thing. Actually, was I actually was a song leader at one point in time. You a song leader? Hold on, you can't say. Hey, hey, I knew I knew I knew the songs I could sound good on. I only I only sang them. <laughs> Bro, you can barely talk talk about singing. Hey, 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 Dre, I, I think you, I think you took too many shots. If it, if it <laughs> you know, I stay away from that song. Oh, <laughs> man. I took one shot out of nine, I took two minutes. But, <laughs> I, like, like, I'm like, Eddie Kane, what, I had one, two drinks? <laughs> <laughs> hey, but I, I guess my, my, my moment or moments was, uh, you know, I know all of y'all, I guess, like, you live in Georgia, but, uh, Y'all done been in South Carolina for your whole life pretty much, you know. I done moved to, I done been to Memphis, I done been to Kansas City, I done been to Arkansas, I done been, now I'm back in Georgia. You know, just taking that, that, you know, leap of faith and moving to, you know, different states. And, you know, I, as we got older, moving my family too. You know, with kids that change schools and all that stuff, that's a, that's a big risk to take. You know, sometimes it works out, sometimes it don't. So, you know, that's one where I was like, man, you know, you know, praying to God that everything work out like it's supposed to type of deal. Then I guess the biggest one is when I moved from Memphis to Kansas City because, you know, I used to be a teacher, coach. I thought I was a pretty good coach, pretty good teacher and all that. Then just switched professions to go, you know, go to manufacturing. Didn't know nothing about it. I'm not the most uh, mechanically inclined person in the world for sure. You know, so out there with all this machinery, you know, can be a little intimidating. I'm like, you know, I'm a bet on me because I know I can learn this stuff, you know what I mean? Just, just go out there and do your thing. So, you know, just, you know, prayed about that. It was scary, but you got to you gotta do your thing. So that's, that's probably my thing. For so, for so. Man, y'all going to laugh at mine. <laughs> All right. Y'all remember our uh, classmate to show me, right? Yeah. yeah. Remember, remember right? to show me? Yeah, I right. cool, cool. took, took that big, took that L for Raymond. Yeah, I'll cut that. <laughs> I still laughing at you. I told man. that man, don't let him get out the car. I said, don't let him get out the car. Oh, Lord. I was, hey, I was there the, 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 after, the day when that started, the day before when it all started. In the neighborhood? You was in the neighborhood? I was at Kevin Jowell's house when it started. I oh, heard shit. about it. I, 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 I was there from the beginning. Oh, man. We'll talk about that one on a different show, but that might be the most funniest fight out of that one. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so like I said, we, I was with my classmates to show me. So we used to be silly, man. You know, like I said, you know, you're in high school, you know, you're young, dumb, doing all kind of crazy stuff. So we used to like ride around back in the day going to get like, we'll, we used to make a, uh, make a meal. So we'll do something like go get a Whopper from Burger King. 
go get some Caesar fries from Bojangles and then go get a sweet tea from McDonald's or something crazy. <laughs> we used to do this like from time to time, like on the weekend. Hold on, right? hold on. Why, why y'all just get the bill all from one place? <laughs> man, we was just stupid, man. This young is stupid, dog. Okay. So, uh, ass was like 99 cents. Right. So y'all remember, y'all remember when Trail used to work at the Bojangles on St. Andrew? Yeah, I, I, I worked at the Bojangles too. Okay, okay. So yeah. Trail had the hookup. Remember, I think it was like you asked for some cornbread, and he knew it was you, and he would give you like some extra chicken or something like that. I forgot how it was. But I think you had to ask to say you had some, what <laughs> some cornbread, up, man. You gonna get my boy locked up? <laughs> <laughs> but that was so long ago. But anyway, so. Uh, that's so it. boom, we go, we go get a set. I think we got a whopper. I think this that's when um Burger King used to be right across the street from the McDonald's on the river. So we went, got a whopper, and then we stopped at Bojangles, got the French fries, got the season fries, and we was going to Bojangles. I mean, I'm going to the other Bojangles to get the chicken hookup from the trail. So we turned down the St. Andrews Road, and uh next thing I know. A Honda comes flying out of the bylo um, exit and like literally hits us on my side of the car, like like literally met us on that headlight. So boom, the car hit us. I I remember was closing my eyes on impact, and then we went into the ditch um on the same side on that right side of the road. And all I remember was my eyes closed, and I saw like a little milky situation. And all of a sudden, it's like I was felt like I was just floating, and I'm sitting there thinking to myself, like, am I dead? And uh, I saw like a little sign, it like it was like a caution sign or whatever. And it was like, as soon as I got close enough to read the words, to show me reached over and was like, drink. <laughs> he shook me so like I came to it. And it was like, when I came to it, just like, you know, like what the hell just happened? And uh, so I was like, man, when that happened, it was like, boy, like that took me like, I ain't gonna say I was necessarily didn't believe in God, but at that time in my life, I was kind of questioning God. But that was just due to, some other situations I had going on at home. But uh so I was questioning God, but after that situation, trust me, I ain't questioning him a day <laughs> afterwards, because it was just like I literally felt like I was gone when I was fucked through that little milky situation. And when he like I said, when Show Me woke me up, I was like, wow, like I was like, yeah, there's somebody else here <laughs> who we ain't in control. Realize what you said. I said, hey, man, that was the third right. question when you were supposed to take a shot, too. Yeah, yep, yep. Going into question number three. Transition to question number three, all right? We're going to talk about, uh, okay, what made you pick the sport of choice that you ended up, I guess, playing in college? Very simple, very simple. Everybody can't uh, elaborate on this discussion. <laughs> <laughs> why are you, why are you laughing? Hey, look. I want intramural championship by five. Hey, we can we can talk about that. Hey, I ain't gonna lie, man. I, you know, I talk junk, but Juwan, I played with you after after high school, and you you got good, man. You was good. <laughs> oh, it was good. Curly ain't trust me. That's all that was. <laughs> I, I, mean, I ain't saying you sorry, but you, you got to another level. You was you was good. You got a lot. You know, I always could do you up, but other people you used to work on. All right, Juan, go ahead and tell us about these intramural championships, dog. No, I, I, I have. I, I got some. I got some good homeboys of mine that I played with. Um, and uh, yeah, we used to dominate. Um, what we used to do get like one or two football players. Yeah, and then we, we'll be we'll be everybody because you know the football players got that athleticism, okay, and so we'll get them, and then we got the brains to be able to use them until hey, get here, do this, do this. And then we 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 win them. So uh, yeah, we name of the team was Retro Jordan, and we were basically a legacy. Uh, I was winning championships. We were winning championships a year. So, um, hey, you yeah. see that we, we got we got we got trophies down in that athletic center down there. So, so okay, you, okay. Intramural after uh, graduate school too. Yeah, well, yeah, I played during grad school. I got that. Yeah. I played a little intramurals with my uh, fraternity, Five Beta Sigma Incorporated. We used to win that thing every year too. And me and my boy, uh Pat, we we were football players too. We used to run the show, boy. Hey, ducking on folks, all kinds of stuff. Used to be good. But uh, you know what, Drake? I I didn't pick no sport. I guess the sport picked me, really. I mean, I played basketball, football, baseball, track, 
everything I can play. I mean, if, if we lived in a uh, richer environment, I probably would play soccer and tennis and all that stuff too. But, you know, hey, they, hey, hey, we had, we had tennis. We had, we had a tennis team, team, bro. We had bowling too. I, I used to cut. I used to cut slide tail all the time. Yeah, yeah. We had it in high school. We didn't have it in uh, at the park or anything like that. We yeah, no, no, we Like so, I was already by, bypassed that. I already had stuff I was playing by by the time we got the chance to do that. I mean, just think about it. If you you just start playing soccer in ninth grade or tennis in the ninth grade, huh? I mean, you behind that's, eight ball. That's, that's that's your main focus. No, no, it, it's difficult. Look, yeah. I used to, I used to get whipped by uh, little eighth graders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the sport didn't pick me. You know, I I really love basketball, and with my size, you know, I was point guard slash two guard if I was gonna go to college, and I was more of a small forward type, uh, power forward type in high school. So going to college and playing basketball wasn't really there. I had, I had some offers, you know, from some small schools, you know, where, you know, some of my boys went and stuff like that. But, you know, as far as playing football, it was just my size and speed and stuff like that translated well. And I got, you know, more looks and more publicity uh, offers in football. So if, you, if you're thinking about actually trying to make it to the league or something, I'm, I saw Kevin Garnett play at Presbyterian College one day, and I said, uh, I, I <laughs> Pretty sure I ain't going to the league in basketball. <laughs> <laughs> I seen that yeah, that was a serious off. situation. <laughs> <laughs> like, these dudes in high school like this, I ain't going to the league. So I, I definitely, after that year, I, I figured that basketball, football was my best uh, option. You know, you know, it's funny. I'm kind of, kind of like Chance, Chance too. You know, the sport, the sport, football chose me. Because like everybody else, you know, I did all the, you know, I played baseball when I was little. Matter of fact, baseball, first first sport I played was baseball. You know, I played baseball, basketball, football. I was on the tennis team. I lettered I on the tennis team three years. Um, but but football football was just, yeah, yeah, you, you, I see you laughing over there, Juwan. I see you laughing. But I do. I have a three-year. Hey, uh, he'll he 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 basket trash talking no about what he play. Hey. He gonna talk trash. I was in the top five to the coach to our coach's daughter got old enough to play. <laughs> I wish we had the top five. His two daughters did, but so it wasn't girls and boys tennis. It was a. Uh... Whatever, everybody played. Yeah, it was cool. It yeah, was cool. It was cool. It was cool. Now they did have a girls. You know, they had a girls tennis league, but we ain't have enough girls. Be honest, we ain't look, have enough boys. For look, we, look, we went to a predominantly uh, African American school, black school, and so we ain't have enough kids to play tennis, and so we had to make it cool in order to have enough kids to actually have a team. Hey, yeah. Wasn't that like uh, didn't like Harry Uncle or something coach that yeah. team? It yeah, was yeah, Harry Harry. Yeah. Coach Harry. Asher. And coach Asher. Harry, yeah, Harry was on the team too. Yeah, he can play. Yeah. But but anyway, anyway, um, football kind of chose me, man, because, you know, I started out playing at St. Andrews Park. And, you know, St. Andrews Park used to have that weight limit. And so in the seventh grade, I was too big. I was too big to play at the park. So I started. So Coach Kelly said, well, you need to play for the high school. And so I was in, I was in the seventh grade. I was the only person in middle school playing for the high school. And I ended up starting. I started on the B team in the seventh grade. So football chose me, you know. It, you know, I, I ain't choose it. I was just, I was just good. I was just good, and I was good enough to get a scholarship to go to college. So that's how I became a uh, collegiate football player, man. Just, uh, just sticking with it, I guess, and being too fat. <laughs> <laughs> if I was a bit smaller, you know, I, I, hell, I would have played at the park a couple of more years, and probably wouldn't, you know, wouldn't have had the same impact I had at the high school. But, but there it is. There it is. Word, word. My stomach. Yeah, for me, for me, it was uh actually uh, it wasn't y'all necessarily, but it was like I want to say I remember Chris, Chris Malone. Mm-hmm. It was Chris, her, and uh, I forgot. I don't know, Chance, you was with them or not? But I remember being in the eighth grade because I remember playing in uh, 
backyard football. And I used to kill everybody at Briargate. But I never played at the park. I remember all y'all boys used to come to school with y'all jackets on, the Redskins, Eagles, and all that good stuff, Steelers. And so, and it was funny because, like, I liked the football, but it was like, I didn't see y'all was jealous. I was just like, okay, the boys play at the park. That's what's up. And uh, I played baseball at the park, though. And then um, next time, I, know, I just remember sitting in class in eighth grade. And I remember her coming to the door. Oh, no, 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 no. They were like, we need Andre. We need Andre. And I'm looking at them like, the hell? So I, the teacher let me go out to class, and they said, I know that's when, uh, was that Coach Amy? No, that wasn't Coach Amy. I forgot. It was our B-team coaches. But it, was it, was, Lee. Um, it was Coach Lee. Yeah, Coach Lee. They was um, at St. Andrews, and y'all was already out there doing a the little practice, I guess, when they, everybody was signing up. And um, then they brought me out there. And um, i never forget. I, they told me to run a slant, and I think I caught the ball. They told Jeremiah Badwell to run a slant from the opposite side. And he hit me in the chest, and then he hit the ground <laughs> and started crying. And I was looking at him like, what you crying for? He just ran into me. So, like, that's how I ended up taking off for me in football. And then, of course, once we got to high school, like I said, I went to that camp up in uh, Springfield, Massachusetts, and uh, played with some real big boys. Like you said, Chad, he was playing – you should have been a point guard, shooting guard, playing small for a power for it. I was a center – I was playing power for a center when I was supposed to be playing point guard, shooting guard. Because when I got to Springfield, Massachusetts, that's when I got my rude awakening. They said stand from the shortest to the tallest. So, of course, I'm used to being in South Carolina. I was going to the end of the line because I knew I was going to play center. I got up there. All I remember was this dude walked by me. I slid back to the right. Another <laughs> dude walked by me. I slid back to the right. And after a while, I was like, hold on. I'm in the middle of this damn line. <laughs> and the coach came down. I was like, poor guy, poor guy, poor guy. He probably stopped like two people before me. And started saying shooting guard. And I'm looking like, what? Shooting guard? Like, I don't know how to handle this basketball. Like, I play with my back to the basket. So, it was just like at that moment, it was like, you know what? When I get back to South Carolina, I'm locking and loading on football. Basketball ain't going to be where it's at. But, uh, but yeah, that definitely was my uh, my moment when I realized football was going to do it for me. Yeah, I was supposed to go to the camp with you, man, but I couldn't get the money up. <laughs> man, you should have came. That thing was fun, boy. Went to the Basketball Hall of Fame and everything. Yeah, I remember that time. I wish I would have went. All right. So everybody took their shot for the third one. I'm about to take my shot right quick. Oh, yeah. Come on. Andrew, I got work tomorrow, man. You're going to have me bummed up. Oh, man. You good, man. <laughs> All right, uh. So question number four, we're going to go into this, uh, the whole Black Lives Matter movement. And so we're going to talk about uh, any situations where you either went to jail or had an encounter with the police. And basically, I just want to hear about like how you were treated by the police and maybe how you felt about it after the fact. I think I got one. I think, I mean, I don't have living you know, living in Columbia, growing up beside Roosevelt Village and stuff, you know, we, we've had experiences with what we won't call overzealous police officers. Let's just say overzealous police officers. You know what I'm saying? Doing 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 wrong stuff or whatever. But I, you know, I done been, you know, told set on the curb, stuff like that. Let me figure out who you are, some bullshit like that. You know, as a youngster, you know, and I ain't doing nothing but just walking to the store. You know, I don't felt stuff like that, you know, but but I had one incident though that kind of, but it ain't happened till I got to like my mid twenties or, or late twenties that really just pissed me off, man. Um, you know, a lot of stuff, man. I, I just thought it was normal. You know, I thought a cop pull you over, you know, you riding down the road or whatever. You know, I just thought that was just normal. I thought that was the way of the world. You know, I ain't think nothing about it, but. As a matter of fact, it all started. It started with, with Jawan. We was riding back from our homeboy Leroy got married <laughs> in Ohio. We riding back in Ohio. A man give me a speed ticket. Cop give me a speed ticket. And and I think it was on my birthday. It was on oh, your birthday. It was my he birthday. Looked he looked at your license and he was like, oh, it's your birthday today. <laughs> yeah. Before you wait. It's my no disrespect. That motherfucker give me a speeding ticket, you know, and and, I, and, I, and it wasn't nothing. But 
I had, I had, it wasn't nothing, but I was going about 10 miles over, over the limit. You know, it wasn't nothing crazy, but you know, whatever. He, he gave me a ticket. He won't be a dick. Give me a ticket. All right, life goes on, whatever. I ended up paying the ticket, but I paid it late. My fault, I paid the ticket late, you know. Um, lo and behold, the, the little county or whatever they're from in Ohio decides to uh, send, send the stuff back to South Carolina and suspend my license. I didn't know my license was suspended because I had moved to Georgia. I moved to Georgia, got me a Georgia's license and all. I'm living in Georgia. This is going on about two years after this ticket. At least, I know it's a year and a half after the ticket. Um, I'm riding down, I'm riding in my work truck, riding down, minding my business, and it's a little town called Duluth, or Swanee, a little town called Swanee, and, and it's a road, you go down, you kind of go down a hill, and once you get about three-fourths down that hill, the speed limit drops to 35. Cop pulled me over for going, he pulled me over for going 45 and said, hey, Mr. Williams, looks like you got a, you got a uh, suspended license. I'm like, what are you talking about? I say, this is my Georgia license. My license ain't suspended. He says, no, you got a suspended license in South Carolina. I'm like, yo, I live in Georgia. I don't have no suspended license. And he like, they says here, you got a speed ticket in Ohio that you didn't pay. I'm like, you got to be shitting me. I, I know I paid the ticket. And then I go in my wallet. And well, he done pulled me out the car by then. He done pulled me out the car. <laughs> got me handcuffed. You know, on the back of the car, he got me handcuffed. And I'm like, yo, look in my wallet. They go to receipt because I had the receipt in my wallet. I just, you know, for, for whenever I got, whenever I paid it, I just put it in my wallet and ain't think about it. And it's like, he see the receipt. He saw I paid the goddamn ticket. Saw I paid the ticket. <laughs> He's like, well, the license, the license in South Carolina. I'm like, I don't have a South Carolina license. I got a fucking Georgia license. He says, well, we still got to get it all straightened out. I said, hey, yo, I never knew the story. Um, yeah, I'm like, you just can't tell me to, to stop driving, have somebody else come and get me. While I straighten this out, uh, well, you know, we could give you a ticket, but something like this with it being out of state and all, we want to make sure everything's cleared up, so I'm going to have to take you in. I said, ain't this some bullshit right here? Mother took me, I had to go and sit in a little, little county jail for a couple of hours, you know what I'm saying, while I got people, you know, trying to figure out what's going on. They had to bet. I had to pay the fine to get bailed out of jail to get bailed out of jail so I could go back to South Carolina, get get everything cleared up with South Carolina so I could get all that off my record. And then I'm talking to, because I know, I know, by now I know a couple of people who are cops and they telling me, they like, well, technically yeah, he ain't have to arrest you. He just could have set you to the side and told you not to drive. I said, man, ain't this a bitch? Boy, I was so, I was so damn mad at that cop, man. <laughs> funny part about that is, uh, I remember that day uh, like it was yesterday because Sly Mama called me. He was like, my boy, my boy, they got locked in. <laughs> 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 I think I, I, I tried to help pull some strings to help him get out of it, if I can remember correctly. It, it was like, dang, that's crazy, man. I remember that day. Remember that day? It was, yeah, like you said, about 15 years ago, huh? Uh-huh, about 15 years ago, but I was yeah. so mad. But yeah, I got, definitely got to take me a shot on that shit. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, hey, speaking of that, you know, I, I ain't up in the jail, you know, and y'all joking about it. I'm the only light-skinned dude on here, but <laughs> I, I ain't up in the jail. But the whole cop, cop issue and the way, the way they treat you, every time I got pulled over, I got a ticket. Except the last time I got pulled over, and it was I, I test this, and I, I told y'all this in the group me. I test this to the whole Black Lives Matter thing that was going on because uh, I was at a red light, and I <clears throat> and the red light changed to green, and the car didn't go didn't go. So I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna make the left turn." So I made the left turn, and this cop come pulling pulling me over, talking about, "Well, uh, when the red light when the red light turned green, that you just went." I was like, "Dude, I ain't just go." 
And so I gave him my I gave him my license. He didn't ask for registration. He just made sure I had a license. He just let me go. That's the first time a cop ever did that. And I'm like, like, <laughs> like really, like it wasn't no reason to to give me a ticket or anything like that. It was just look, it was just a miscommunication. Like, and the dude ain't go, so I went. I made the left instead of waiting. And so, uh, uh, I think cops can use their better judgment. Yeah, it's always rules, right? But use your better judgment, and like, why? Why are you gonna put somebody in jail that doesn't really need to go to jail? Like, why are you gonna get somebody a ticket that doesn't really need a ticket for that that particular offense? And so, um, I think that's what that's what happens a lot of time with these cops, and and just the, the 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 bias between african-american men men and when you pull them over whatever when they encounter them it's, it's a right. bias there that uh uh that people don't really i don't know i i think we realize because we've been living in our whole lives but a lot of other people don't really realize that this this inherent bias that they don't give you the benefit of the doubt like they should have gave slot a benefit of the doubt he showed them that i already paid the ticket you know a, <laughs> all the stuff in the system was just a miscommunication you know so but uh he had to do due diligence and take you in and, and put you in jail just right. you know, even though he had <laughs> proof that what you saying was true so Bro, it, uh, that is just it's just a bias it's crazy it's a quote on the wire mcnulty's tv show called the wire McNulty, he says, the last and only true dictatorship on the earth is a cop on his beat. That's the last and only true dictatorship, man. You know, a cop on he can be the he can be the the the, the judge, the jury, and the executioner right there on his beat, man. Exactly. Hey, I got a, I got two two examples. The first one will be real quick. And uh, Dre, I think y'all know my boy Freddie P. Yeah, uh, he um he from North Carolina, so we rode home together. You know, we kick it like uh you know after I think it was either Christmas break or spring break or something like that. We, we were riding back South Carolina in my you know, and I used to have the Dodge Caravan. Yeah, got pulled over. Go van. Got pulled over for speed, and uh, police like. You know, we had suitcases in the car because we was on our way back from a, a break. And they went through all our suitcases, looked for drugs and all kinds of stuff, you know, had us in the back of the car for no reason, man. I like, all right, so we, if I had some drugs in the car, I wouldn't be speeding because I don't want to get pulled up, you know. But that was that was one instance. I remember my, my mom uh, wrote, a, wrote a letter to the police station and everything, you know, like, y'all did my baby wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm she sure. went straight in the trash can. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, right. Uh, that was that was a great notion. Um, I heard, but I'm, I'm sure it didn't really go nowhere. But uh, the the one time I did get uh, locked up, I was uh, living in Kansas City. I got a I worked third shift at the time, and I was just moved to Kansas City. I don't know where I'm going. I'm getting lost all the time. So I made a U-turn at some place where I wasn't supposed to make a U-turn. Got a Got a ticket, you know, no problem with that officer or whatever. Got that ticket, you know. Shoot, I get I get paid once a month for my job, so it went. Uh, I can pay it at the time, so I guess they had a certain amount of days that you had to pay that ticket, and I was gonna pay it that next month. And I, I guess right before then, I get I'm coming home third shift. It's about eight o'clock at in the morning. I stopped by the gas station, gave me a little something. You know, I'm, I'm head to the house. Police pulled me over. I pull up in my driveway. I'm in my driveway. And he was like, oh, your, your tags show that your car's stolen. I'm like, huh? I'm like, this is my car, you know, everything. I give him all my registration tag, uh, license and all that stuff. And they like, uh, oh, yeah, this, that was uh, that was wrong. But you got a warrant for your arrest. <laughs> ticket. I'm like, I was like, it was like last month when I got this ticket. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, he was like, hey, get out. They handcuffed me and everything. I was like, you handcuffed me for a, a, a ticket for a legal you turn? He was like, I don't know you. You might be, you might be trying to kill me or something. Man, man I'm talking about handcuffs is, is the most uncomfortable things you can right. put up in your life. And I ain't no little dude. I'm sitting in the back of this car, hands behind my back and handcuffed. I'm like, man, this stuff is crazy right here. Like, <laughs> like, 
that's that's for people who dangerous people, man. I ain't do I ain't do nothing but pay my ticket, like. And you know, it was, it was a little short. Uh, he was short for one. Then of course he he was a white guy. So I guess he had a little Napoleon complex one. And then you know, I'm a big. I was a bigger guy compared to him. And I'm like, this this just is ridiculous, man. Had to pay like three hundred dollars to get out of jail and then still pay the ticket, like you say, Sly. I'm like, is this like conspiracy or something? Like they just want to get you for your money, and then if you don't pay that money, you know, you go <laughs> further and further in debt and all kind of stuff like that, and get records and all that stuff. Like it's like right. a, it's like they can put you in this little tailspin if you don't handle your business up front. So you. Uh, it's, it's just messed up. It's jacked. Yeah, it's definitely a trap. Definitely a trap. Um, for me, situation was uh, y'all remember uh, Kevin who played with us? Jowls. No, nah, Brainlock. Brain mm -hmm. Yeah, Brainlock. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, you might want to stay away from him. Right. So uh, you know, we used to roll with him. Like I say, Shriek, uh, we used to roll with him. So you know, uh. Long story short, his name, his nickname graduated to Murder Man. So <laughs> me and Murder Man kicking it. I come home from school. And, you know, I went to that private college. I went to Wingate University, which was a private school. We had a we had like a fall break. Well, we had a break. I don't think it was fall break. We just had a break that nobody else had. Like everybody else still was in school. So I came home for that weekend or whatever. And um I remember running into him right through apartment complex. He was like, yo, give me a ride to the stove. So I'm like, all right, cool, no problem. And uh, he was like, yeah, I need some blunts. So I'm like, all right, whatever. Mind you, I'm thinking he just got enough weed just to try to smoke. I don't realize he got uh, he got a pack on. So we turned out, we hit Zimmercrest, and uh, it was a roadblock. Like I said, I'm, seven, I'm 18 at the time, never been in a roadblock. All I see is a bunch of cars backed up, and uh, I was just looking like, okay, maybe I can just go ahead. I just turn around and go the other way to the store, cut back through the apartment car, let's go the other way. So I turn around, so next thing you know, state trooper jump out. Woo! Turn around, turn around, go back to the roadblock. All right, cool. So I swing back around, go back to the roadblock. So we finally get up to the point where they actually check us or whatever. So I give them the driver's license, registration, all that. Everything was cool, but he was like, do you mind we get out the car and we search your car? So I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, if he got anything on him, it's on him. If we get out the car, they check the car, we good, and we get back in the car. So we get out the car. I'm telling you, it's fine, whatever. I'm trying you know, make sure it ain't nothing going on. Next thing I know, long story short, the uh, the, the other officer, the, the partner, he reaches up under the passenger seat. Pulls out the whole zip. Bingo. Got, got one. So I snap immediately. I'm looking at Kev like, hey, what the, you know, I'm snapping or whatever. And he's looking at me like, like in shock. So the, the officer that had was by me. He um, he pulled me to the side. And he was like, what's wrong? I was like, man, I would have told y'all to check the car. I knew something was in there, blah, 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 blah. So. He was like, all right, all right, I got you. I told you, you know, I was almost in tears, man. I'm like, man, I'm in college, man. I play football. You know, I'm just home on break, man. I was just giving them a ride to the store. You know, I'm sticking with the story, right? So he was like, all right, all right, all right, calm down, calm down, calm down. So he take me to his car and he takes the handcuffs off me, but he tell me to stay on the far side of the car away from the other officer. So he's going back towards the to his cab and the other officer thinking that they can just take care of the jail because he, you know, like I said, you can tell by my emotions that it ain't mine. So he was trying to play it like that, but the other officer was like, nah, 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 he got to go to jail too, you know, hand to one, hand to all. So I'm like, word. <laughs> like, this is how we rocking. So the officer turned back and looked at me, gave me that look like, it ain't shit I can do. So I'm like, all right, man. So he come back to me and he told me in my ear, he was like, I'm going to make sure you get out the night. So I'm thinking like, okay. And so he puts me in the car. Kev went in the other office in his car. They take us down the bluff road, get us all booked in and everything. And so it was time for us to go to the hearing. There's all kind of people going to jail. Old man, old man go to jail because he don't want to pay the taxes on his property. <laughs> Did, uh, another dude was in there. He done beat his baby mama. I think he like broke her arm. So she coming in, they fresh from the hospital. 
cast, well, not a cast, but sling on her arm. So, of course, he go back. He crying. I'm looking at him like, why you crying? You done broke the girl. <laughs> so, he go back. So, then Kev go up. Man, they ran off that list of charges that he had. I was in shock. Like, I was like, I know you get it in, but I didn't know it was like that. So, take him back. So, I go right after him. And uh, next I know, the state trooper who told me he was going to look out for me, he pops up into the um, the little courtroom right quick. He go whisper something to the um, to the judge. It was a black female judge. And uh, after he walked off from her, she was just like, all right. Since uh, I got a good word about you, I'm gonna let you off on the PR bond. Boom, she let me go or whatever. And uh, like I said, that was a crazy experience for me. Cause like I said, I, I thought it was a wrap. You know what I'm saying? Once I saw that weed got pulled out from up under my passenger seat. But um, that was a look down, but I still ended up having to pay like almost $1,500 to go to the PTI program to get that expunged off my record. Once um, I hit that summer after my freshman year. Hey, I will say this though, I've, I've been luckier than most as far as police encounters go, because uh, up in Memphis, I was like, uh, yeah, I play football, blah, blah, blah. I done got let off a whole bunch of times more than uh, than a lot of people. But these days, if you play football or something, they trying to get you. I right. Mean, but back then, I guess they, the Lord, like I said, the Lord's with me, man, because I got put over quite a few times and, you know, it wasn't a, no bad encounter. A lot of times it was some black policemen too. I had to take that into account. But uh right. I've been I've been fortunate in my encounters compared to stuff I see on TV all the time. But you know it's funny though, man, when you talk about your encounters, it's like for me, it's not like like I only been to jail that one time. But but growing up, I thought it was just natural to be to be hassled. You know what I'm saying? Like, like we would know, you know, walking by Roosevelt Village, walking up to uh, to, to Bruce's grandma, walking up to her store, you know, if it's if it's four or five of us walking, and a cop pull or a cop ride by, we know he gonna stop. You know what I'm saying? We know he gonna stop and, and what y'all doing? Why y'all why all y'all together? You know what I'm saying? Why why y'all doing this? And, and to me, it's like it's just so strange the stuff that I figured was natural was supposed to happen that I never really thought twice about. And, you know, I ain't think twice about it, you know, till I got to Kentucky, you know, you see white boys going crazy, doing all type of crazy shit and be like, y'all ain't worried about going to jail now. You know, it's like cops don't even think twice about fucking with them. But, but yeah, I've just been, I've been fortunate though. That was the only time I've been to jail, but being hassled, Oh man, I used to get hassled all the time as a kid. Yeah. Word, word. Well, I'd like to appreciate everybody, you know what I'm saying, for participating, you know, sharing their stories. And uh, this definitely was a, another good episode of the RIP 28 podcast. Coming to you live as always. And uh, we definitely uh, want to do our little parting ways and everybody share their peace, but uh, Definitely want to let our listeners know you definitely check us out on all our social media websites and uh, follow us on YouTube, Spotify, and uh, everybody go ahead and share their parts. We'll start back with Sly since he's right here. Well, you know, man, first of all, I want to thank everybody for listening, man, everybody for joining in and stuff like that, man, but... It, it, it's been it's been very interesting, you know, the topics we talked about. One thing on the on the Rip Twenty Eight podcast, man, we try to give you a little bit of who we are, and I appreciate Dre for bringing up a lot of these subjects so you know some of the history of us, man. Now I hope that we had a chance just to tell you about where we come from, about about a little bit of who we are, man. and I appreciate that opportunity. Yeah, this, yeah, this episode definitely been on. <clears throat> walk down memory lane, uh, different <laughs> conversation. I'm like, oh, yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> so, uh, man, it, it, it's good, man. Uh, just chatting up with your homeboys and uh, reminiscing about different situations and realizing how those situations play out. Uh, yeah, it, 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 it's a good show. Uh, brung up a lot of a lot of issues with the whole police situation, which is currently going on and how, uh, uh, how they kind of... <clears throat> 
look at uh, the black male and different things that happen with the black male and so on. Yeah, uh, I think we all have had similar experiences and being a black male, you probably going to still have those experiences just because of that, that, that bias that exists there. Hey, uh, yeah. you, uh, <laughs> you you jumped in front of me uh, earlier with, with my light skin joke, but that's all right. But, uh, <laughs> I, was, I was gonna get one in, but you you already uh, stepped up in it and got it. <laughs> but uh, but for real, though, guys, man, I think it's an honor and a privilege, man, just to be on the show with you guys, man. Just just think about this: all those guys grew together, grew up together. Uh, Juwan lived down the street from my, my mom. used to babysit his little sister and everything, man. And, you know, Fly and Dre met y'all guys in middle school. I mean, I, I want to say it might have been the first week of, of school, man. Me and Dre, they, them little gangs tried to, tried to get us, man. And I think we had baseball practice something. Dre had a little bat with him. <laughs> and we had to, we had to, we had to stand toe-to-toe. Ready, ready for war in middle school, man. Hey, look, Fly used to protect me from bullies. Me and the whole crew. <laughs> it's funny. I used, I used to protect, protect uh, Juwan and, the, and our crew. And even Chance, I had to, had to step up for Chance hey, in the ninth grade. Hey, you did. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I, had, I had to step up for Chance in the ninth grade, man. That was a high school our star, our star linebacker wanted to uh, wanted a piece of chance. Chance, chance happened to get get to know his uh, his 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 ex girlfriend in a in an intimate oh, way. Yeah. <laughs> and my man, our star linebacker wanted to want to introduce himself to Chance. Want to tune him up? What did he say? He was walking around the table. I just want to talk to you, Chance. I just want to talk to you, Chance. Oh man, I'm doing that. That's classic, boy. I'm doing that. I had to say, "Hey, man," I said, "That's my quarterback." Oh man, that's my quarterback. You ain't doing nothing to my quarterback. Right. Remember that, bro. I do remember that day. Oh man, that was. That was one for the record book right there. Oh yeah, I got. I get. I told Chance uh, a couple of weeks. Well, probably about a month or so ago. I told him he stood. He stood tall with me when uh had a little situation. Uh, Adrian. I don't know if y'all remember Adrian from uh Clever yeah, High. I remember Adrian. Yeah, he uh he ran up on me, put a little twenty two on my chest. He had a little situation going on with my cousin. Couldn't find my cousin, so you know he came checking down to the next person in line. <laughs> and uh, he rolled up on us going out to football practice actually during the summertime. And uh, Chance stood right there. He ain't moved. He ain't moved. He was down the ride. But uh, me, and, me and Adrian got to the bottom of the situation. But uh, well, you yeah, know, Chance, Chance ain't moved. He ain't really mean to stand with. He just got bad reflexes. He ain't moving. He had that 22, he had that 22 pest pressed to my football pants. But you know, it was all good. We worked it out. Man. Yeah, my boy, you know the funny thing about Adrian, man. I, uh, me and Adrian, I beat Adrian up. We was in uh, eighth grade. I was getting off the bus to Columbia how to go to football practice. Right. And, and he was talking trash. You know, I like to crack. I crack with the best of them. So I got to cracking with him on the bus. And I, um, I you know, I, I heard his feelings or whatever. I said, you know, I heard his feelings in front of a couple of girls. So he was like, man, I'm about to get off the bus. We go fight. So I got off the bus, and you know, I ain't never been one to back down from no fight. So I ended up beating Adrian up. And from that moment on, every time I seen this man, I'm talking about 20 years later, when Mr. Lucky is all us drunk, he walks up to, hey man, this slide. This the only man ever beat me. And this every time I see him, that's the first thing somebody in my that can't be the only guy who ever beat him up because he was only like a buck. Uh, I, I can see Adrian. I can see Adrian doing that though. I can see him doing that all day. No, no. He's every time I see him, the first thing come out his mouth, man. That my, but he been my boy ever since though, man. Ever since you know. But that's funny though. Sometimes you know you got to go and go and squab up with somebody. Got to get your respect somehow. Yes, somewhere. sir. Yes, sir. Oh man. Close it on out, Drake. Like I say, appreciate everybody for listening. You know, all our listeners, like I said, we're looking for anybody to follow us, pass on the word. And uh, 
We're going up out of here with our song. And that, that anchor got us on all podcast stations. Anything you want to listen to it on, we on that. We on it. We on Apple, Podbay, Spotify, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google, Twitter, Anchor. <laughs> Everything. We SoundCloud. Everything. You can follow us, man. Follow. Make sure you make sure you click that subscribe button too. Make sure you you subscribe to the podcast, man. Rip Twenty Eight Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're into me, I 